is constant growth essential? May I put into context and quantify the composer's financial competence to retain your attention? A composer directly controlled investment has grown circa £5,500 in 14 days. Such should quantify astute competence by any measure. All will likely acknowledge that such growth on an investment is a good thing. And such is likely attained by one with a degree of financial competence. Do you recall our government told us the science says stay at home if you're able? They acknowledged such would slow the economy as our spending would reduce. So UK growth would decline, albeit staying at home was to simultaneously assist in slowing the spread of COVID-19. The government then asked us to help out by eating out. Acknowledging such would result in extra spending in the economy and simultaneously promote growth. So the UK's growth could be expected to, well, grow, albeit the eating out funding was to come from the same pot that the government wished to grow. But this policy had the added bonus, we'd all feel good and likely have full tummies. In fact, we all felt so good and spent so much money, the government viewed that the public's behavior was fueling inflation. That assumption was not backed by data. But the government deemed strong demand, which results in growth, was solely responsible for inflation. Although data shows retail price increases was mainly down to input costs outside of the UK public's control. Regardless, the government increased interest rates, thus the banks took our money before we'd had the chance to spend it in the community. Conveniently, the government would have us all believe the Bank of England is totally independent. Question, a £300 mortgage becomes a £700 a month mortgage. So who gets to keep the £400 a month being £4,800 a year? Answers on a postcard. Then the wise in Whitehall, the government noted that many of the public didn't have the money to pay their ever increasing energy bills. So the government gave money to the public to help pay their energy. Whilst the government increased interest rates, imposing higher mortgage repayments on millions of people, which prevented them paying their own energy bills, that's bonkers. Whilst landlords from 2021 had additionally lost all tax relief on rental property loan interest, thus had also to pay increased loan repayments to their lenders. Thus tens of thousands of landlords increased rents of hundreds of thousands of tenants. It was simply a government stealth tax that added billions to UK rent. Most landlords managed to retain their properties being a tenant's home. By adding all government regulation and any imposed monetary burden onto the rent. So whether a tenant, a landlord or a lender, this is the effect of a growth focus. Whilst the government and the Whitehall crew accepted that during the help out to eat out saga, when the public spend more, the economy grows, but they now appear oblivious to the simple fact. One is not going to get growth when the banks are taking the majority of our net pay and the rest is going on energy. So the government would have you believe interest rates have to increase to coerce the public from rampant overspending. Yet the government have simultaneously been paying our energy bills ensuring we have surplus cash to spend. So the government have indirectly increased our mortgage payments, then they counter that action 
by paying our energy bills, you really couldn't make it up. Yet whether it be a Conservative, or a Labour MP, or a BBC or more trusted presenter, from GB News. They all talk about a lack of growth, as though it's an apocalyptic occurrence, yet the undisputable economic reality is. Growth comes from demand and demand creates inflation. And is it not inflation, the Whitehall boffins, say they are trying to rein in? Yet they still, promote a desire for growth, which is inflationary. Thus, what the government promote they desire from the public, and go on to impose financial burden on many to achieve, is in conflict with that desired. Do we not expect our government to be honest, about what we need to do, what are the benefits, and how we can assist? As the undisputable facts are, which you won't have heard from any politician, or any presenter is. To rein in inflation, other than the cuckoo, should expect, growth to stall. An example of one being cuckoo, would be Rachel Reeves, MP, the Labour Party's shadow chancellor of the Exchequer, who recently lambasted the most recent announcement, that growth, in the last one quarter, was only marginally positive. When in fact, to get back to normality ASAP, a little negative output, even a period of recession, don't panic, it's just a word, may bring on the objective. Although an unsaid reality, it's simply impossible to have growth, and simultaneously have a decline in inflation, when raw material costs are exponentially increasing. The result of increasing interest rates, can do no other than increase all retail costs, which can do no other, than increase retail prices, fueling inflation. Let's review how the current government's protocol impacts on a real-life situation. Take the village pub, run by Frank, who currently now has a monthly energy bill of £5,000. Frank has now to also pay higher prices for all of the pub supplies, higher wages to his staff and higher sums to his contractors, and higher interest on all his loans. It goes without, the only option Frank has is to increase the retail price charged to his customers, which can do no other than add to inflation. The highly educated Oxbridge wizards see the way to deal with Frank's behavior is to increase the Bank of England base interest rate. That can do no other than increase each and every of the aforementioned costs that Frank and his supply chain have a need to pass on by way of increased retail prices. Let's also take a look at the government expansive machine used to conclude the process. The OBR, being the Office of Budget Responsibility, employ 45 savvy folk, the Treasury, employ 3,100 staff, the DIT, Department for International Trade, employ 3,950, and the Bank of England, employ a further 4,000 professionals. That's a roll call of some 11,000 employees, at a cost of over £666 million per annum of taxpayers' money. And the best, in the way of creative control, they can apply on Frank, at the local village pub, to encourage Frank to keep his retail price down, is, wait for it. For the government to indirectly increase, each and every one of Frank's costs. The consequences of the above collective, and their 11,000 abacuses, simultaneously working towards an agreed protocol, has simply confirmed precisely what this doc, has promoted from the outset. Being unquantified interest rate rises, can do no other than stifle growth, with it having a terminal effect on many businesses. Frank no longer appears on a government abacus, nor does he ask his patrons to pay higher prices 
as the government and the OE poo-pooed. Nor will Frank be a cause of inflation. But likewise Frank won't account for any growth either, other than adding to the number of failed businesses. As Frank closed the doors of the village pub on the 16th of April 2023. In reality, using high interest rates as a tool to fight inflation has and will continue to stall growth and cause many businesses to fail, it will further increase rents and mortgages, which can only replicate all that listed and will encourage employees to demand inflation busting, inflation creating pay rises, thus forcing employers to increase retail prices to cover the pay increases. And more of our taxes will go to pay government employees, those on welfare, and the pensioners whose pensions are directly linked to the inflation rate. And as the savvy will grasp, all the above will simply result in further inflation. So does this document capitulate, accepting growth is essential? Well, the Romans said, build it, and they will come. The Chinese show, via 130 million empty homes, a desire for growth can be fraught. And UK government allows them to come, then scrambles to build, some say they don't. So evidently, the consequences of growth should be well considered and quantified, as growth alone may not reap a societal reward. If you wished another to have financial prowess over UK growth, would you choose Sir Keir Starmer the Labour MP, who spent £161,273 of taxpayers' money at £1,920 a week to travel just four miles to work? when he'd the option of a direct tube ride. Or prefer the London Labour Mayor, who earns £154,963 per annum, who's committed £115 million for a London camera surveillance umbrella for the ULEZ scheme. Such will net TFL circa £300 million a year, via £600,000 a day, via a £12.50 per car daily charge. And a £100 per day, old commercial vehicle prepayment charge. And a circa £1 million per day, yep, £1 million per day, paid by the circa 77,000 non-compliant drivers, fined at circa £180 for their discretion. Of course Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, will say ULEZ is not about money. It's to stop drivers from polluting London air. I say, then why did only 16 drivers a year? between 2015 and 2019, get fined by the Met for recklessly adding to London's pollution by breaking the 1988 law as detailed below. Stationary idling is an offence under Section 42 of the Road Traffic Act, 1988. The Act enforces Rule 123 of the Highway Code that states, you must not leave a vehicle's engine running unnecessarily while that vehicle is stationary on a public road. January 23, 2023. I see such as a Sadiq Khan gotcha moment. The association of the ULEZ with GB growth is if the London mayor via TFL and a stealth tax grabs 300 million pounds, that's 300 million pounds a year that isn't going to be spent in the general economy. And unless the government includes stealth taxes in the UK's GDP being gross domestic product, that 300 million pounds will just help the government promote just how ineffective the UK's workforce are. Whilst the government simultaneously continue to introduce one stealth tax after another, 
that can do no other than suck money out the economy, it also reduces the working class's ability to be mobile. What do you think? Comments to shake the tree.